0: So how does the offer of free beer sound to you? As a loyal listener to the show, we'd like to reward you with just that, free beer. Thanks to our friends at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com, that's beer 5 com slash city, and cover just £4.95 for postage. Blue Moon. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And with no City game to dissect or discuss, there is plenty more to talk about, though. Uh, Raheem Sterling's spat with Joe Gomez. Bernardo Silva's punishment for that tweet. Lampard's return to the Etihad, a City take on Chelsea at the tea-time kick-off on Saturday. And we have a tax consultant with us as well to talk over City's numbers that were, I think, today they came out. Um, to discuss that and much more, we have... On the show this week, no spats, no racism, in fact, no talent, uh, because we've got Tony Newcrosh. Thank you, Nigel. Good evening. Uh, We've got Stuart Brodkin. Hello. And we've got Dave Hodge. Hello. Uh, So, listen, Dave, can we start with you? Sterling, your view, please, on the incident, how it was handled, him and Gomez... How Southgate did it your, your view on that I know it was a while ago
3: But we've not, been on, we've not been back since then So your views on that please Dave So I can't say too much about the incident Because I wasn't there But it seems that there was a fracas That kind of boiled over from the game we had at Anfield That carried on into the England camp Southgate chose to tell the media that this had happened And um, dropped Sterling for the first game I don't know quite why he felt the need to bring this into the public eye, given that it sort of make, gives a sense of a fractured England dressing room, but that's not our problem. This is Manchester City show. <laughs> I think for, for Raheem Sterling, it was probably a lapse of judgment. It sounds like he was definitely the aggressor and lost control. But, you know, these things happen. They're young men, testosterone's flying high. It's, it happens, and but I we think move you're right. on. I think you're right. What's interesting? What I found interesting was
0: that Southgate chose to have a press conference... Told, nothing, uh, told us nothing about the incident Told nothing about the senior players that got together Told us nothing about any of the conversations But did feel that he had to stand up and say I've taken this action though And if it's going to stay behind closed doors Then it stays behind closed doors And he does it that way I'm not sure why it was kind of almost a, a halfway house Tony, do, do, do you agree with Dave? You've got a different view
1: No, it must happen a million times They've both come off a very physical, tough game over the weekends. No doubt there was a bit of gloating by the Liverpool players Can't really blame them for that um and passion's boiled over it should have been sorted out over a beer internally joe gomez had a little scratch it happens he'll get over it um i think to be fair Sterling's conducted himself pretty well since he's not sought to make excuses he's apologized he stood up for joe gomez he made a point of applauding when he came on a substitute
0: it's a fuss over nothing quite frankly but you would say that. You're a Man City fan, I think. Uh, if you're in the workplace, it, it, you being the tax consultant, what you are, so you're there in your office in your sort of rather dull grey suit and white shirt and, and rather rather tatty tie, uh, and somebody comes in and, and puts a scratch under, under someone's eye and you have a scrap round the water cooler in your office, you don't say, all right then, lads, we'll, you know, we'll have a, a boring chat. Uh, over a cup of coffee and it's all gone so they get sacked don't they in your in your office doing that oh, i'm a member of the institute of chartered accountants i don't get paid to kick people on
1: the weekend so i think it's slightly different nigel i i acknowledge your facetiousness and uh, insults about my dress code but never mind um no it should have been left where it was i just don't see it needed as you say he sort of told the media but only given them half the details so he's just begging for the questions. Not handled particularly well in my book. A
0: former journalist, former. Mr Brodkin, <clears throat> happened all the time, did it, around
2: your water cooler, or all those racing journalists yeah, and sports journalists? You... Can be, can happen. Um, <clears throat> I think it should have been handled in-house, like we've just said. Uh, I think one of the things that came out of this was that Gomez was booed by the uh, England fans, I believe, uh, although I didn't watch the game. Uh, and the press came to his rescue. Did the press come to Sterling's rescue when he was consistently booed when he wore an England shirt.
0: Why is why is that then? So so because why, why people
2: go- are the darlings of the media? And was ever thus. Are there any
0: lessons from this, Stuart? I mean, you've been around the block a few times. (laughs) Dave has has rightly said that this sort of thing must happen week in, week out. We've had lots of pros in the press talking about what happened every week at our club. So we know it must go on because of the reasons Dave gave. So so do you think it's been handled well, or or actually do you think... think, uh, think Does anybody come out of this other than... I think we are all agreed Sterling comes out of it quite well. He's held his head high, he's apologised. He's done everything he's been asked of him, I think. I Uh, I
2: think he does and he doesn't, but, I mean, that's... Beside the point, in a way. But I think Southgate comes out of this worse than anybody else. Uh, I think he should have kept his mouth shut, handled it in the dressing room, had, a, had the lads, you know, around the table or whatever they do in the dressing room, told them this can't go on. And why pick on Sterling to... Not pick on him. Why drop him? Handle it in-house, play your team, your best team.
0: Just coming back to you on that, if it was handled in-house, and we know that this yep. would have got out somehow, mm. because it does, then potentially sort of putting the other side of the argument for a second, it could be argued that then they've sort of kept this quiet, they haven't dealt with it properly. Could be, could be the counter-argument to that, of course. is would, Could that be a fair criticism, David? Did he have to come out and say something, and he's kind of, that's why he's done it?
3: I, I don't see why. I mean, it does no one any good for this to be in the public domain. I mean, people would have just looked at Joe was probably none would have noticed the scratch, and a bit of assumed. you know, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel necessary, and you know especially with the way that england dressing room clearly hasn't been affected by it look at the performances they put in over the last week the performances they've been putting in recently i just feel it's it's created a story that just did not need to be there
0: all right. What, what about a story that does need to be there, then, then Tony? And, and, and that's Bernardo Silva. Um, we've just found out that he's had, what, a £50,000 fine. Uh, he's been banned for one game, which happens to be the game coming up this weekend. There's been a bit of a time lapse between the actual incident and him, in this all being sorted out. But... Uh, Fair punishment, an overreaction, your, your view of that? It's
1: a bit of a slap on the wrist, really, isn't it? A one-match ban, you get worse for, for kicking somebody off the ball. Look, I think it was made abundantly clear that he had absolutely no ill intent with his comments. Benjamin Mendy didn't take offence, but I think the FA, to be fair, had to be seen to do something, and I think they've done the bare minimum they could do without accusations of, of being soft on racism. So he's got an education course to go on, Fair enough, he'll sit out one game. Disappointing from a pure footballing perspective, but I think we have to acknowledge it was probably expected he would get some sort of punishment. We take it on the chin and we'll we'll all have to be a little bit more careful going forward.
0: Some people would argue, Stuart, that it's kind of uh, the 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 sort of punishment doesn't fit the crime because of the reasons sort of I don't think anybody's suggesting that Bernardo's a racist. Um Mendy's one of his best mates, there's lots of banter, um all right, a bit naive maybe um but actually it certainly wasn't meant to be racist and therefore they could easily have come away with a, a, a sort of a lesser punishment uh, do, do you have a view i mean i have a view it's not that isn't necessarily my view incidentally but i've, I've made my view quite clear in the past but uh, do, do you have a view
2: on this i think it was a very silly thing for him to do uh, he doesn't probably understand the sort of the racism situation in this country uh but it was a joke and um it's probably the bare minimum, like you say, and uh, it's probably been dealt with more or less properly, but it was a joke, and it wasn't a crime.
0: It was racist, though, in my view.
3: It was. Um, I would, I'd agree with you there. And the thing is, it's one of those things, that if it happened in his wat- private WhatsApp to Benjamin Mendy, they'd probably both laugh about it, no harm done, but this is a social media issue. This is the modern game. You've got all these players have these accounts... They're communicating with the public in a way they never have before, and that comes with it, rules and responsibilities. They're club ambassadors, they're ambassadors for their own career, and they're ambassadors for the game at large. And unfortunately, whether it's meant with a good spirit or not, it's being received by millions of other people who are not Benjamin Mendy. And that kind of has to be taken into account as well. That's just the nature of game. All right,
0: let, let's move on to sort of football matters. I just wanted to cover those two things off and maybe Stuart, you can kick us off. I suppose if you look at the last two seasons, um, before this one, the Centurions, record-breaking seasons, back-to-back Premier League titles, and suddenly we're languishing fourth. Mm. Yeah? What's we're, gone wrong? Well, you know, where has it all
2: gone wrong? You, you what? Help us here. What's, what's going on? Well, if I knew that, I'd be managing the team, but we've lost three games, which is a lot after how many games have we played nine is it we've lost three out of nine, is it nine?
1: Which, it's nine more than that isn't it no yeah,
2: i'm going for 11 12. but yeah i think it's about to 11. 11 okay we've lost three out of 11 which is 27% ish um that's a lot uh and it will take you know a, a gargantuan effort for us to get back you know where we belong basically um i don't know i mean I, it's hard to say what's gone wrong uh our injuries have been, uh, the long list of injuries has not helped. Um, we've some got of, deep pockets, we've spent a fortune. Yes, we have got deep pockets, but when your key players in, in the spine of the team, like the goalkeeper was injured, our centre-back, Laporte. Okay, one game. one game, but it was a crucial game, and we lost it. Okay. Um, and I don't think Bravo did particularly well, and I think the defence suffers very much when Bravo's... In goal, they don't have the confidence that they have with Edison. Um, so one game is one game. I agree, but it's a, a very, very crucial game. We lost three points to our major rivals. Uh, I don't know. We're not playing with the same sort of freedom that we were last season, the season before.
0: So what? What is it then?
1: It's a crisis, this Champions League form, isn't it? Um, (laughs) If you told me this 20 years ago, we'd hold four trophies and be in the top four and through to the Champions League knockout stages, League Cup quarter-final, and this is a crisis, bring it on is what I'd say. I'm a bit sanguine. I thought we were damn unlucky against Liverpool. I thought we actually battled magnificently and didn't get a single break with all the injuries. Yes, clearly Wolves was disappointing. It was just one of those days and Norwich... Well, we are suffering for not replacing Vincent and having Laporte out, unquestionably. Should we have invested over the summer? We've been here before. Yes, probably. We spent £60 on a right-back. We're not playing. Not helpful. But there you go. It's not a crisis. We've got a huge game this weekend. If we win that, I think we're not out of the title. I think if we lose it, we probably are. Um, and we can concentrate on the Cups It'd be boring to win the league three times on the no, trot. I, I, love, I give up.
0: That. Come on, we'd love that, wouldn't we? Is that what most city fans you talk to? We have this conversation the whole time, don't we, about Champions League or Premier League? And most city fans I talk to want three Premier League titles, don't we? That's it's got to be. got to be done. It, 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 I know we expect that from from kind of a qualified tax consultant that sort of attitude. <laughs> but but seriously, it, 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 is it not a bit of a crisis? This, do you think? Fourth, think... we're fourth. Leicester above us. Chelsea with with no with a transfer ban with their best player gone they're
3: about what's going on Dave this is a crisis It, it I won't go so far as to say crisis yet but it's pretty bad and tactically there's been some See major it's, pretty ba- it's pretty bad you see look Yeah we've gone from pretty bad we're getting there Sorry Dave
1: go on it's, don't you, you don't know, be distracted keep going He's too young to
3: remember the 80s isn't he that's
1: his <laughs> <It is>. problem <laughs> yes. But
3: you know you think the squad arguably was strengthened over the summer you know we bought in a player who I think pretty much all the fans have taken to quite quickly in Rodri you know in really would strengthen the area that we thought about you know, going into the season we were thinking we've got a stronger team than we did last year unfortunately the Laporte injury has been a huge moment for us and I know we always say we shouldn't be reliant on one player but it's become quite clear we are, we've got a weakness at left back and we've had a weakness at left back for three years Mendy has not delivered what was hoped and we were maybe thinking he would get replaced he would, someone would come in like chill well or we'll play that role but we're still quite weak there and with what Laporte does that's so important for us, as, as a left-footed centre-back, he closes that channel if the, if the um, full-back gets skinned. He offers his full-back so much protection. With him gone, we've had Fernandinho, who's you know, 34 and a holding midfield player, ha- trying that role. We've had Mendy trying that role, both of which are not offering the same sort of protection to the full-back for whatever reason – And we're looking weak at the back. And that's not just weak at the back that means we're shipping goals. We look weaker at the back without that assured presence of Laporte, which makes it harder for us to build moves. We are not looking as convincing in possession as we have been when the defence has been working properly. And we we need to be much more clinical if we're to cover for this. Because we're going to ship goals, but we're not not being clinical enough with our chances to cover those problems. So, you know, those are multiple elements that are causing the problem we're in today. And I'm hoping as players come back, that starts to ease off. But, you know, with the form Liverpool are in, this could well be too late. With the luck
1: Liverpool are in, I think. I don't think they're in (laughs) particularly much better form than we are. But we've played poorly in a couple of games and haven't had the break since, unlike them. But But they've got the results. Agreed.
0: But, in terms of not being clinical i mean we, we've we've scored a ridiculous number of goals far more than anybody else. Our goal difference is still better than anybody else in the league so So, is it really about us not scoring goals or is it simply those three games that we obviously we, we've not mentioned Spurs as well I thought we were magnificent against Spurs and of course didn't, didn't mm-hmm. get we only got one point of that game for all the reasons we remember mm-hmm. but it's kind of Wolves, Norwich and Liverpool losing those three games and and the Liverpool one we've already discussed actually we didn't have the rub of the green but actually wasn't it that Norwich game and the Wolves game aren't they really the two that you look back and think we weren't in this situation last season, we wouldn't have lost games like that last year.
3: But that's the margins we're dealing with that's the reality of the, of the, the competition that's developed the last couple of years, that you're needing to get you know, 90 plus points and more to win the league and those games are telling the margins are really thin and in some of those games we've not taken our chances, some of our games we've not created enough chances and in all of those games we've had defensive lapses that have really cost us Who
0: do you blame then, Stu? Is it is it is it our tax consultant's fault? Is is it actually Tony Newgrosh's fault anyway? Just it, because he is who he is, or is partly,
2: it? The fa- it's partly Tony's fault. Yes. Um, You've been speaking to my wife, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't. I don't think that we could put a, th- a finger on exactly what's gone wrong. I mean, um, Dave just gave out a litany of um, not excuses of, of reasons why we're in the position we're in. Um, is it
0: possibly the fact that it's yeah. difficult? The other thing that maybe we haven't talked about, it is difficult, isn't it, when you've had two seasons like we have had to sort of turn up and keep that momentum Are we momentum talking about going. motivation? And, and, and Whether it's motivation or whether it's complacency, whatever it is, to, yeah. to keep up that level can't be easy. I'm well, be, motivation, be sensible for, for a motivation is
2: the opposite of complacency. But, I mean, we've got the best manager in the world who is probably the most motivational manager in the world, I don't see that as a problem. I don't think we're not motivated. I think we just we've just been a bit unlucky with injuries. A couple of games we just haven't performed. Um, it, it'll come right. Has there is gone? no crisis, by the way. Has, Tony. has it
0: gone, Tony? I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, we've got to rely on Liverpool, obviously dropping quite a few points now, and relying on other teams. You've got to say that we're not favourites of the league and, of course, nothing's impossible. There's still plenty of football to be played, but nine points is a lot to claw back the way they're playing particularly as well, isn't it, surely?
1: It is. It's a big gap. Uh, we were seven points behind at a similar stage last season. We did it. Uh, we will get players back in the new year. We've got a real tricky run between now and Christmas. If we can just cling on to their coattails, I think all is not lost. But you know what? We've still got three other cup competitions to play for, so we shouldn't be despondent. We'll go for it. Um, and I still think we will have a great season.
0: Your thoughts on the league, Dave? Have you kind of pretty much given up on that and thinking, as Tony says, <laughs> look, we've still got the Champions League and the other two cup competitions that we're holding on to?
3: I think Liverpool will drop nine points between now and the end of the season. I think we will probably drop a similar amount. I would maybe say it's all about how far ahead of uh, ahead of us Liverpool are at the time when Laporte comes back and we start to get, you know... And we can start to, you know, be back to our full strength squad. And if we can keep that down to sort of six or seven, we've got a chance.
2: When do we play Liverpool at home?
3: It's January or February. Yeah, so that could Rosemary, be very crucial.
2: Really
0: yeah, I'm sort of that up while we're while are looking at this. Um, can I can I talk about something where we are leading the way? Um, and this is actually. The only reason um, Tony Newgrosh has been asked in this week, because he knows four-fifths of fuck all about football, so it's nice to have him actually talking about uh, money matters, because City have announced their results, and uh, what a perfect time to have you in the studio. Uh, My understanding is, like, 530-odd million turnover, but in terms of profit, just... Just over £10 million. Can you give us a bit of detail behind that or your reflections on those numbers, Tony, and, and your thoughts on that?
1: Not without a signed engagement letter. Sorry, Nigel.
0: <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. Let's just get a piece of paper here.
1: Yeah,
0: OK. OK, there you go. If thank you, you very just much. On, Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank it's all good news. As you say, our turnover was reported at £535 million. Uh, that's,
0: that's a big number And where does that rank in terms of Are we still behind the Red Bastards from just outside Manchester? Only just Okay,
1: uh, The seasonally adjusted figures show that by this time next year We well might be ahead of them Which is quite remarkable Seriously, you think where we were in the 80s 18,000 in a decrepit main road I don't know if you've have you read Paul Lake's autobiography He talks yeah. about yeah. being sent back on in economy class with his leg in a brace and, <laughs> I mean, it's just tragic, brilliant player Turnover is up. Profits, as you say, only £10 million. But I'm not too concerned about that. We don't have external shareholders we need to pay back. Our accumulated losses over the years now stand at £614 million negative. So you can see how much the Sheikh has invested, but he is now getting something of a return on that. Um, the important statistic is the wages to turnover figure. Mm. So we spend 59% of our turnover on wages. So it's that's not a
0: lot, I don't think, it is it? It sounds
1: a lot, but actually it compares very favorably. There's only one club in the Premier League with a significantly lower wages to turnover and they are? ratio. Any, any guesses?
0: So, so well, before we... It helps understand this. So just run because I'm from Manchester, it takes me a bit of time and I'm not an accountant.
1: You take the big number, <laughs> yeah? <laughs>
0: Don't make me laugh. It makes me cough. Out of
1: but that five hundred thirty-five million, yep, we spend fifty-nine percent of it on and wages. What,
0: on wages. what I'm, I understand that bit. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, so we are. There's
1: only one team mm-hmm.
0: who spend
1: a lower percentage of really? their turnover. Wow. So, so there's a couple around the same. Wow. So that, that is one that is, spends significantly lower.
0: So who, lower. So it's a guess. Then so I don't know. So is it uh, Liverpool,
2: Norwich, it's incorrect? Correct. Oof. Good work, David. Correct,
1: yes. Tottenham, which I suppose when you think about it, doesn't surprise us. We know what a, a hard bargain their chairman drives, and we know what results he's had because of it. So there you go. So that shows the club is sustainable. Yes, um, only a small profit. Uh, commercial income is about the same. Anyone know how much of that £535 millions from is from matchday ticket sales? Uh, no.
3: One five percent?
1: It's about ten percent, so that's how little Absolutely. you and I, no, I turning up yeah, makes yeah. these days. Uh, and as I say, compare that to the 80s. It's a lot was, of shirts the, in, isn't it? It's a lot of shirts. Commercial sales are about level. Um, but all
0: in all, we're doing very, very well. Uh, and if the shape walks away, so help us kind of in Mr. Men language then for us simpletons mm-hmm. here. If the shape walks away <laughs> um, tomorrow, and there's no sign of that happening at all, what, what does that mean then for the club?
1: I would say the club is making profits and is sustainable, uh, subject to fair play inquiries, which the club is rigorously defending. Um, but we are now in profit and eating away at that deficit. Uh, it's also interesting to know we're in profit because of the sales we've made from players. And we've talked about this before. The investment we've made in the youth is really making a difference and turning us from a loss-making enterprise to a profitable-making enterprise. So there is still a significant deficit from investment in previous years, but people will look at the future potential of this club. We've signed a new sponsorship deal as well. It's all looking good. This is an investment he has made for the future, and not just on the pitch. You look at the Etihad Stadium, it's magnificent. And the, the whole campus, mm-hmm. as you say, and the whole yep.
0: investment in the whole of the area. So yeah. just one other thing, and I'll open this up to the other guys who may have some questions as well. So again, just to be clear, this means that next season, in terms of pure turnover, mm-hmm. we will, I'm excluding the Barcelonas and, and the really big clubs around the world, but it, potentially this means that Manchester City will have the highest turner of, a, of any English team all being well next season. We'll be Possibly. number one. We, yeah. that's we the Looking, that's heading what that like.
1: way. It de- there's a lot. It depends on how far we go in the Champions League, et etc. et cetera. But we could well be the biggest club in Britain by virtue of turnover. Amazing. Can
2: I ask Tony if he knows how much of that um, turnover is sponsorship money?
1: Uh, it depends who you ask. No, I don't, in fact. Yeah, okay. But uh, as I say, we've just signed a new sponsorship deal for the shirts. That will kick in and be reported in the next year's figures. So that's It's 45 million. 45 a year. million, yeah, indeed. Yeah. It is all looking good. I mean, the question is, what do we spend the rest of the money on? But um, that I do not know apart from probably Benjamin Mendy's medical bills and uh, his parking fines. I
0: suppose, and it's not for now, but I suppose if anybody knows, let us know please, I suppose just in very simple terms, with 535 million turnover and just 10 million profit, that's just quite a big gap, and particularly as you say, and from a wages point of view, we're kind of one of the better clubs in the mm-hmm. Premier League. I'd just be interested to understand, and they've only just come out, we've not had the time to analyse them, but if you know the answer why there is such a gulf and why we're not making more profit, I would love to know, let us know, we're on Twitter. One last At, number for you. At, at City I think Podcast it's
1: important, sorry mm. Yeah, sure How much we earned from UEFA last year for the Champions League Go on then 85 million mm. So we shouldn't underestimate the possible impact of If we are found guilty and any possible band, restrictions, yeah. mm. bans, etc
3: I do have to ask, when you looked at the balance sheet Was mm. Claudio Bravo listed as a liability? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a non-asset Very well, good Listen, on that note,
0: we'll come back. We're going to talk about some of the questions we've had on Twitter, and we're going to talk, of course, about Lampard returning to the Etihad for the tea-time kickoff on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back to talk about that straight after this. Just go to www.beer52.com slash city, that's beer 5 slash city, to get your first case of eight beers for free. And don't forget, customers get an extra two unmissable beers free. That's www.beer52.com slash city.
3: Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, brought to you by me, Mark, and my co-host, Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbotts, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. Welcome
0: back. Let's talk about Saturday. I I hate the international break and thank God we got football back on at the Etihad. And looking forward to the tea time kickoff, 5.30, we welcome uh, Frank Lampard's back, City legend. Uh, Good to have him back. He's going to get a good reception, isn't he, Frank Lampard?
3: Oh, you would imagine so. I mean, he... I mean, he's he's a Chelsea legend. He's obviously he's ingrained in that club. But you know, when he was here, he made a good impression. Of course, that equaliser will um, you know, sticks out. But you know, it's always good to have senior pros like him. He's any anyone you hear talk about him says he's one of the hardest working players we've ever played with, and it's quite nice to see him do well because he's he's clearly got some managerial nells.
0: But what a performance, Tony! I mean, let's just remind ourselves: Hazard's gone, their best player. Some would argue One of the best players On the planet Uh, Transfer ban He's gone in No real managerial experience He's brought the youngsters through and they're ahead of Manchester City in the Premier League after whether it's eight games or eleven games nobody knows it's
1: twelve actually
0: twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, thanks for checking that um, Stuart thinks it, Stuart's been <laughs> asleep for five of them um, so, but that, that is some isn't it a fantastic performance from, from Lampard in his first proper role as a coach
1: I think he's done very well and uh, he's a nice bloke and you can't begrudge him but it just shows it's refreshing isn't it to see a club albeit being forced to invest in youth but they've stuck by these younger players and they've done him proud. Um, so I think we're playing them at a pretty bad time, to be honest, aren't we? They've won the last seven away games, unlike when United played them first game of the season. Uh, there's a lot of luck in when the fixtures fall, I think. It will be a tough game and we need to win, but I think it might be exactly the sort of game we need
2: to
0: get back on track. Thoughts of lineup, then, Stuart?
2: Do you, do you think that if we'd have had a transfer ban, we'd have had Foden in the team by now an and a few of the other youngsters? and Maybe done a little bit better.
0: I think it's, un, it's un, un, I think it's it's absolutely certain we would have done. That. And I suspect some people say if the Premier League sort of we lose another couple of games and say Liverpool continue to win and, and that's gone, I think people say you will start to see the Garcias playing and the Fodens playing so, more regularly. Yeah. That's what people say. Your your thoughts on the lineup? And obviously we can never second guess Pep. Of course, we've they've all gone off on the international break. Some have had a rest, some haven't. Just your thoughts on th- they've got just to continue they've got a very young defence, haven't they? Of course. Um, yeah. Chelsea and, and is that when they're vulnerable? They also play this very sort of press fast pressing game as mm. well, and you think are they gonna continue Geggen playing press. that is way? You'd the, like to think?
2: the Chelsea Gegenpress. Press. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Edison will be back, obviously, I hope. He's, he's in training. He's yeah, in training today, yet. or he was. Um, I don't think Angelina will play. Um,
1: do we know what's happened he... to Mendy?
2: Who? No. Benjamin
0: Bencher, don't Bencher. know. No, so I don't know who you heard about. Of him? no. no don't if you know um of this Mindy Mary's <laughs> <Bencher, he> <laughs> uh, please let us know we're at City Podcast, let us know. Um he's a, an unknown quantity. We've no idea what's gone on. What what has gone? On? You I don't you know. must know. You know everything. I know I know nothing, no, dunno. <laughs> Stuart, back to you.
1: Benjamin yeah, I mean, um, he won't play for
2: sure. I don't know what the panel think, but would we go back to Ottomendi and Stones? At no, the back? Uh, no. no, no, no. Okay, I'm just asking. Be ridiculous.
0: I'm... You're being stupid now.
2: No, I didn't say I wanted that. I'm just saying, would that happen? No. I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Don't be
0: ridiculous. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'll be mean, okay. horrified if that happens. Okay. Well, the speed of, speed of their youngsters bearing down on Otamendi, okay. spending okay. half Fine. his time on his ass. Well, be
2: Fernandina is not quicker than Otamendi, is he? I think, I
0: think, he's a is. Dive, I think he is. I think he is, actually. Yes. He yeah, might be. <laughs> Come on, Dave, help us out here.
3: I think for me, what I really want to see is Cancello given the chance at left back. Yes. I think if you have yes. Cancello and Walker, you've got a little bit of pace to deal with the um, assault they'll give us down the wings. Also, maybe you know, just that bit more experience. Angelino, I felt was left to the wolves a bit against Liverpool. Not so much his fault, but you know, you don't want to be playing Salah when you're just getting into the Premier League. <laughs> um, Centre backs, I think Fernandinho and Stones. We don't really have much, much more choice. No um, and give <laughs> you know, give Rodrigo the chance to shield that midfield, th- that defence, and we're kind of as solid as we can be with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Bernardo's going to be a miss, but I don't think he's really suited playing out wide. So I'll probably bring, bring Mares in and have Mares and Sterling outside of Aguero.
0: Seems seems fair. Any changes to that uh, for you?
1: Boy, he talks
3: a lot of sense, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, no, I do. mean, he's only 12, but he yeah. knows he's done.
1: <laughs> Knew it was coming. Yeah, no, I suspect David Silva might be back after his little injury. Team almost picks itself, doesn't it? To be honest, it's um, just that back four, isn't it, Ray? That's that's yeah, really the only. way we just He, need
0: might, he a, might surprise us. I don't know. We need a bit of stability there, and that's been the difference between us and Liverpool this season. And your thoughts then, in terms, of if we play, you know, a reasonably strong side, then Stuart, and we, we we play to our potential, it's a must. It is a must win, isn't it? If, we, if we're going to keep 100%, up the special, yeah, off. because
2: we, if, we're behind them in the league. Uh, yeah. We go above them. Uh, we, you know, it's a confidence boost in that sense that we would be back as second or third. Uh, I don't know who Liverpool play at the weekend, but I don't really care. But, you know, we've, we've got to keep in there, keep pitching. And, you know, we've had decent results against Chelsea over the years at home.
0: Okay, let's um, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the questions then that uh, <coughs> have come our way. We, we did ask for questions from uh, our, our Twitter friends, and we've had quite a few actually. Our, our friend Bolt from the Blue, um, who's a, a regular listener and a big fan, um, thank you very much for your question. Why does City keep getting linked to centre backs? Because our maximum, uh, uh, sorry. Our maximum number of foreign players has already been reached. So all the ones that we've kind of been linked with are foreign players. We can't bring them in anyway. So why do you think, Dave, that is?
3: So just for a bit of clarity on that rule, as I understand how it works, you have to have eight places for homegrown players. And homegrown doesn't have to be British players, but players who spent a certain amount of time, I think it's like from 15 to 21... In an English youth academy, uh, we've got Kyle Walker, we've got John Stones, we've got Angelino, and we've got Raheem Sterling. So we have to leave four spaces blank. Um, so we only have, I think, uh, well, I guess that leaves us with 17 foreign players, which are currently full. I'd assume if any of those transfers go through, you're seeing one of Sane or Mendy leave the club. It may well be that that is part of the strategy now. Um, there's been you know, discussion as to who might replace them in, in these instances. You know, if Chilwell came in for Mendy, you'd see a, a spot free up. If Sancho came in to replace Sane, just floating that there, you know, that would free up a space as well. It may well be that there's a little bit of, um, well, portfolio churn that we're going to see in the sure. next uh, next season, and that might happen. But some of those names who are linked, um, the defender whose name slipped my mind from Leipzig, who I've seen a couple of times, looks like a very good player. He, he might be... Um, An option, but I think something might, you know, if Laporte is going to be out longer term, I think it's very possible we'll see some linkage with a name like that, and maybe that does signal the end of one of those two.
0: It kind of links to another question that we've had as well from Jonathan Burnell who who talks about who is City buying, who is City selling, who's going to go, wh- which positions will, will we be strengthening in. So I think they're kind of linked anyway. So it does look as though Sane's on his way out. This this Mendy person, who I'm not sure, you, you've mentioned <laughs> once or twice, looks so like she might be going as well, whoever she is, I can't remember. Um, so there's two that look likely, which will free up. So any any other areas you think? You think centre-back we will definitely strengthen? You think that's a given in, in January, or we just wait... For Port to come back and it's all sorted.
1: It won't be sorted. We look Otamendi he's not he's not the player he was for us quite clearly. He Literally cannot stay on his feet anymore. He's not got the pace. He's only five foot ten as well, so he doesn't have the general physical attributes. Look, he's been a wonderful servant. But
0: Miss, Mrs Ottomendi loves him.
2: I would like to think so. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> he never gives less than hundred oh, percent. I was trying you to think something you, know. you know, he's he's, he's just a hundred percent player. Um, we're being linked with the the guy at Leicester who re- replaced Maguire. Uh, Soyanchu. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Bless you.
2: And they, don't, they won't. They, uh, they won't sell him. I'm convinced they won't sell him, but
3: they don't need to. That club have no reason to sell him. No, players. not at
2: all. No. So, no, we're, so where, so where will a
3: title we... challenge? That's simple. They will be looking at this and say we're yeah. in, they're in every bit as good a position as City. Why uh, leave? Uh, yeah, why exactly? Where are
0: we going to strengthen then, Stu? Centre backs a,
2: a must, is it? Centre back is 100% must. Yep. Uh, and where else? Sane's replacement, the Mendy scenario, is, another fullback. We're with. going to
0: spend more money on yet another fullback.
2: <laughs> We've got a team of fullback, or oh, we will have. Um, and what about a straight swap for Sane? We need someone in, you know, in that position. So that's oh. three
0: positions, a full-back, a centre-back, yeah. and, and a winger. We're, we're going for all three positions.
3: We've made £10 million this year. Come on. We have. Spend I'd, it. I'd slightly disagree in the sense that I think if we solve the left-back problem, other things will follow. I think some of the centre-back problems have been exacerbated by our weakness at left-back, yeah. and yeah. maybe that would have meant Ottomendi and Stones would have been at least metastable. Um, you know, so I, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I, f- I feel we probably need to invest in both but we've got to remember this is January, there's a premium, and the best players aren't going to be available. Yeah. And Pep is not going to buy someone as a quick fix. We know he won't do that. No. Any yeah,
0: thoughts it's... on any, any other gaps that you'd like us to get filled?
1: No, I think we're fairly well covered, aren't we? I personally, I'd be. Understudy
2: goalkeeper. Oh. Really? Yeah. Okay. Bravo's not good enough. You said that before. I like, you I like don't. the guy, but you know, <laughs> he's won us a couple of cups, but. That's he's what people up, always say. He's saying. not up to it nope. in the Premier League. No, yeah.
3: He does things you'd scream at if a yeah. 14 year old was yeah. doing in a school team. I mean, the fact, his positioning, I'm sorry, I'm not going on this again, but his positioning for some of the of goals, he, he is a liability. If Edison is going to get inju- injuries, he has the potential to lose us material yeah. numbers yeah, of
0: so so gentlemen we've got a goalkeeper a left back <laughs> center a center back. back and a winger so in genu- so you're seriously saying in january when it's so that was the question so you 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 are saying you want bravo replaced we're saying sané's got replaced we need another full back and otamendi's not good enough we've so got a you, have given, you have you have given me, go goals it's fine. you have given me four positions here so so serious question in january when we know it's difficult and buying at the right price is particularly difficult what are City going to be going for in January? Forget, forget in, in the summer, in January, are City in the market for
3: anybody? Left-back and centre-half, if the right players are available. If they're not, we could do... Any, if they are, I think we may well go in for both those positions. If they're not, I don't think we'll get anyone.
0: Anybody disagree with that? Two positions then, left-back and centre-back?
3: I think we might just go for one,
0: actually. And which one's the priority, the centre-back? I
1: think the centre-back. Because there's right. been doubts over John Stones, and I think he will come good. And when he plays with Laporte, again, it improves his game. But that's the position we're particularly vulnerable. And if we get another injury there, well, it'd be nice to see Garcia given a chance, yeah. wouldn't it? But yeah, um, I think Pep wants experience there. He wants the Champions League this year, and I think that could be the key.
0: Listen, before we go, I us have your predictions then for the weekend. Uh, 5.30, as I say, Saturday. Chelsea are being entertained at the Etihad. Stuart Brodkin. 2-1. 2-1 City. Yep. Tony Nugrosh.
1: It's a tough one, this, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we're not going to keep a clean sheet. I think that much is clear. And I don't think it'll be 6-0 like last year. I know what, I'm going 4-1 City. I think this is the <laughs> game. Wow. Everything hangs and falls together for us. And finally, the young 12-year-old, Dave Hodgson. <laughs> are you allowed
3: to stay up to watch it? Quickly, he's got no, yeah, to be back. He's got to be back. Quick. tea time. not going to give it you now. Okay, Um,
0: fine. 3-2. 3-2. All right. Well, listen, Tony Dugrosh has got to be back in Primark's window um, anyway, uh, so we've got to go down there and try and help him with his wardrobe. It's been a huge pleasure. Um, Great. Huge (laughs) thanks to my three guests, to the 12-year-old that is Dave Hodgson, to the former journalist, Stuart Brodkin, and to the excellent tax consultant, Tony Dugrosh. Finally. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, (laughs) and we'll talk to you all very soon.